Hello and welcome to The Nightcap, life behind the Michelin star, a late night lock-in here with some of the best chefs in the country candidly discuss and debate all things culinary over a few drinks. It's series three, episode six. We finally got here, we're so happy to be back still. And right now, as always, I'm sat upstairs at Salt Restaurant in Stratford-upon-Avon, Shakespeare's home in the heart of Warwickshire. Uh, It's just gone 10 o'clock at night, service is wrapping up downstairs, so let me introduce myself and what the hell we're all doing here. My name's Simon Alexander, I'm a podcaster, producer and daytime cooking show contestant to my la- uh, left playing host michelin star head chef of salt mr paul foster how you doing you're all right yeah good thanks mate and our guest today has held a michelin star and won the main course at the great british menu banquet it's mr matt gillen how you doing buddy i'm very well how are you yeah good thanks firstly how was dinner is this your first time to salt it is my first time and it's not you know i've been wanting to come up for ages but uh-huh. it's, it's kind of Bit of a trek for me. Yeah, 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 of course it is. Yeah, half three hours been on traffic. So um, I can recommend a great podcast to whittle away the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, What did you make of your meal? What was uh, standout bits for you? It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was it was brilliant. Uh, You know, I like I've known Paul for like a good few years now. Mm. We've um, like the first time I think I experienced your food was Tudden and Mill. That's right. Yeah, you ate with Ben, didn't you, that night? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. did actually. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That was kind of a random thing. Was, I, I end yeah. up with random meals with Ben. It's <laughs> mental. Um, but yeah, no, the first time salt, and you know, it's great. And, and having eaten at Tottenham Mill and, and experienced Paul's food then, actually, I think it was before that that I experienced your food. We did, um, I think we did a, like a like guest chef night, and you did one course. I can't remember what it was now. Yeah, where was that? that, that, that uh, we did though, didn't we? I don't know. So you, you did a course. <laughs> I'm embarrassed and I did, now. I can't. I can't remember. You guys, were, was, you guys do a lot of guest chef nights. Yeah, I think there's been confused. a lot. There's been a lot. <laughs> that was um, why you were at Tundum because you come and did the flying visits. Yeah, that was, did that the was mental as well. Yeah, like, crazy, I remember right? that dessert. I'll never forget that dessert. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> it was so, um, pig and shit. Yeah. So it was it was type. Who was so like the um so it was who's the Dingley Dow Dingley Dow flying visits. Yeah, we used to get around the yeah, country and I ended up with dessert so it was a pork themed dinner <laughs> right. I ended up with dessert because no one else wanted <laughs> oh, it shit. Yeah, so, you did, do? so my dessert was like pig and shit and so I did um, <laughs> it was really nice and so it was uh, it was like a chocolate um, uh, like cremeau type thing and then and then we did this I did this twill so you, you know if um, if you imagine a cartoon pig like, yeah yeah a, like a pepper pig style uh, thing uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. but in in this kind of like pool of mud, <laughs> right. and then happy as nice. happy as Larry, happy as a pig and shit. Nice, um, <laughs> like, it was kind of themed on that. So we did this twill that kind of acted like shit, you know, the the kind of the, just just the uh, the kind of uh, I don't know what to call it, like the surrounding for the mud, uh-huh. and it was that, and then the the chocolate was um, the mud, and then like, yeah. these little kind of. Yeah, little pink, pink, pink heads, pink chocolate, yeah, pink heads, yeah. Did it go down well? And bacon it crumbs, and yeah, yeah. Like it was it was a bit of fun. It was, it was nice. an absolute it was ball lake, like wow. in that kitchen. I remember it was like, yeah, you pork, come up the day before, pork, did all just, your meals on? Yeah, like everything. I didn't bring anything with me. I just did it all <laughs> up there. Yeah. Paul, does this oven turn down? Like, does the fan turn down? I was like, nah, <laughs> no, oh. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's shit, mate. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre though, because like you guys, um, like you've often said with guests we've had on here that you you've never necessarily worked together, but all of these occasions of like guest chef nights and stuff I guess that's how you actually all get to know each other pretty well it's nights is, like yeah. that yeah, actually yeah. Like going working somewhere else getting drunk together and eating together and stuff 
stuff and these unusual places and unusual scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. What a cool way to do it. It is. is That's awesome. And, you know, you just don't get that in any industry, any other industry. So unique to it. You know, you can't. No, you don't, yeah. And I don't know if that's because we're so up on our ass. You 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 said it, not me. We celebrate ourselves, but uh, I don't know what it is, but we have these opportunities that you just don't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And, you know, why not celebrate? Why not embrace that? And, and, you know, you make great friends or you take, like, great ideas or, like, something. There's something positive every time we meet up. Yeah. Yeah, That's what it is. That's so cool. It never used to happen when... I mean, me and you are about the same age, and we must started cooking about the same age. That never used to happen, did it? No. Really? All these no, get-togethers no. and these you know, guest chef nights, people cooking in each of each other's restaurants, just didn't happen at it all. It was a bit more the opposite in that yeah. everyone was, it was competition. Like, it was, yeah, now it's, it's like it everyone's was, best friends. Is it because, keeping your enemy closer? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> spying on each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. A It was just so secretive, wasn't it? And it it was. was so... I think that because there were so few decent restaurants that it was like, well, if I'm not, if I let my secrets out, sure. then yeah, someone yeah. else is going to go to that restaurant rather than mm. my restaurant. Yeah. Whereas now, I think what we've seen, certainly with social media, is really kind I was of... I'd say, we've, that, that's come out a few times. Like, actually, yeah. when social media broke for you guys and your generation of chef, has been perfect. Yeah, yeah and it's like, and there's learning, but, you, you know, you share ideas and, like, knowledge is power. Like, so... If you if you're sharing knowledge and collectively be, you become more powerful, mm-hmm. you know, and you can see that with the standard of restaurants that are coming through, they're just better and better and better all the time. Yeah, yeah. with younger chefs as well, mm-hmm. and so you, you know, for people like yeah. us, it's like oh shit, like they're, so, like, they're <laughs> properly on our tails. Yeah, but because we're being free about the information we're sharing, and it's not a bad thing. No, it can't be. You think for the industry, it's not a bad thing. Exactly, all, it? like, and if you think long term, I think because I. You know, you're so engrossed and invested in in this industry that you and you see the pitfalls in, in the industry as well. Mm. Like you can see how it can implode. Yeah, you don't want that because yeah. you've worked so hard to make sure that you, we can earn a living out of, course, of it. That yeah. you want it to succeed, and you want your guys to carry on and do their own thing as well. So, yeah. if sharing that knowledge is how that's going to succeed and carry on. That's what we have to do, yeah. yeah. And it works. Definitely. So it's also, I think, it's counterproductive if if you're if you're holding on to all your secrets, then yeah, you're not sharing them with other people, but nobody's sharing theirs with you. Exactly. So yeah, you're, you're yeah, not exactly. you're not full. <laughs> and you can only control what you're doing. It doesn't matter what the chef down the road's doing. So you, you or you've only got to worry about yourself and you and how much you can learn. Yeah. So you know, if you share, people are going to share with you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I think yeah, when you come up with an original recipe, which is pretty tricky, yeah, like it comes from a place that no one else can explain. Yeah, and so there's only so much copycatting that can be done. Yeah, yeah. that's so true. So, it's such a weird. We've talked about that before about like you can't patent a food a dish, no, because no, there's so many tiny things that could make it someone else. Like it's it's such so unique for that because. <laughs> In some ways, it means there's an infinite amount of dishes that can be made. Yeah, you could have a ridiculously uh, individual and unique recipe that you've created. Somebody could put that in another book and change a gram or two of things, yeah. and it's different. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. That is mental yeah. when you think about everything else there is. But yeah. do you know what? Yeah, let them have it. Yeah, yeah because fuck you, like, It just won't be as good, and you know yeah. it won't be as good because there's not that... Um, passion yeah. involved in it and that creativity the story, and the frustration yeah, the story, that's as well you know it's like you know to get to like uh, to get to a completely unique recipe takes 10 15 20 trials and errors mm. and mm-hmm. you know and that's born out of frustration yeah. <laughs> and if you copy that recipe you're not as 
kind of protective and and kind of invested you know in it, yeah. invested you know if it's if it's not quite right you don't know it's not quite right and mm-hmm. so you're just like yeah that'll do mm-hmm. yeah um yeah whereas you know and so it'll never be the same so you put it in a book and people will try it and do it and it's like oh yeah it's all right that <laughs> yeah but actually you know if it's if it's your own you know it's perfect every time yeah so, so, so like yeah for me i don't get i get don't get kind of too hung up on people mm. kind of copying stuff because do you know what, it will go wrong for them yeah and they don't know why it's going wrong yeah yeah so so you win at that yeah point. exactly yeah, you have it. the last laugh and you have it secretly and that, like, I'm, you know that's that's kind of how i roll really it's, awesome. uh, <laughs> it's a good it's, way to it. yeah it's like i love it we've got we've gone so, we're going so deep so soon i, I love it this is brilliant this is gonna be great i haven't even had a drink yet no dinner tonight actually so let's get back to that no don't worry well let's uh let's get back onto the drink shall we so coming up today on the podcast we're going to be talking a little bit about investors versus kickstarters and the experiences both of these guys have had with that we're going to talk about starting a family while you're in the industry and as well as that we'll take some of your questions you've sent us via the nightcap twitter and instagram pages and the usual bits don't worry boiling point matt and uh, paul will give us some stories from the heat of the kitchen and we'll finish up with some trip advisor reviews cooking hacks and myths yeah. uh, before we get into all of that chat though this is a nightcap we are once again for series three opening a beautiful bottle every episode of Gusborne's finest we're obviously so pleased to see many of the uk restaurants gradually start to reopen but whilst you may have some time on your hands why not visit gusborne.com and grab yourself a bottle today what are we opening at the moment Paul? Uh, well we've had it a few times on this but i don't know if i've had the 2017 it's it's my favorite that they do the guinevere chardonnay beauty so Look yeah 100% chardonnay thank you very much stunning it's almost like a white burgundy They've really oh, yeah. developed the yeah, flavour yeah. over the years. I tried last year, I went down there for harvest, I tried oh. the 2019. Wow. It's absolutely fucking knockout. It's Is incredible. It? Or 2018, whatever it was, but it's not out yet. But yeah, it's stunning. It just gets better every year as you know the weather gets better down there. I mean, it was a slightly ironic laugh that we had with Tommy Banks on the last episode, but he was basically saying climate change... Yeah, it's been a working <laughs> yeah. wonders for English yeah, wine. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I kind of, I, like, I'm, based in, I'm based in the heart of sparkling country as well. Yeah, you are. Yeah, You're really, like, within, with like, so, I think within like 15 miles of us, we've mm. got some of the, the best like UK sparkling in, in, in yeah. the country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, climate change like for wine. So <laughs> I think they're loving it. Yeah, yeah. The, the silver silver bring lining on, to every cloud. Diesel four by fours. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, awesome. Right. Let's let's start off with the investment versus Kickstarter sort of thing because um, when Paul and I were chatting before about about uh, restaurants in general and how they're set up. I think, Matt, you've got quite a unique situation where you've sort of experienced both firsthand and seen the pros and cons to both. Firstly, tell us a little bit about Heritage and how Kickstarter worked for you. Because obviously for Paul, it was well, it went down to the wire, didn't it? Down to the yeah. last like, hour almost. But how was that journey for you, getting your place up and running that way? Yeah, I think surprisingly it was um, not easy at all because there's so much work that happens behind the scenes and before you launch your project... Um, that uh, like people don't see that Mm -hmm. Um, but the speed at which it happened for us was insane absolutely insane uh, so yeah how it started is I I found this restaurant didn't have a lot of cash and it was it was purely by fluke that I found it someone mentioned about it and I wasn't really looking but Mm. it was mentioned twice in two days was it already a restaurant this place no it was closed for two years right okay so it was a pub and it was um, 
it had been through some tricky times for the last probably three years before it closed. Um, but before that, it was a really successful seafood restaurant. Oh, uh, ah, interesting. Checkers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it, it was mentioned, well, so when I was still in Brighton, it was mentioned at some at like a private gig we were doing. I was like, yeah, I'm not interested in a, in a, a premises at the moment, certainly not a pub. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then two days later, the same property was mentioned. I thought, well, like, I don't believe in coincidence. Like, there, there's, there's a reason why I've, I've just mm-hmm. heard the same place in this tiny little village been mentioned in two days. So I went to go and see it. It's like 12 minutes from my house. Oh, nice. Um, and wow. I, so driving down these windy roads, I thought, I love this journey. Like, just, um, <laughs> and I did a bit of research. I can imagine this being my commute. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. And I, I love that, you know. It's, um, <laughs> and then I turned around this corner into the village and saw, like, the checkers. And there's just this, like, within the scheme of the village, it's, like, just, just kind of this prominent building. Mm. And I was like, yeah, this is it. Without even seeing it, I was like, this is it. And it you know, was, it was, you just know, yeah. Yeah, like the, the white painting, like the white outside had faded and so it was pretty creamy and um, like the, the windows were all kind of boarded up with like metal hoarding and right. like it looked awful. Yeah. But I was like, this is the one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Diamond in the rough. And at that point, like, I had like minimal cash because like, most of my money was invested in Brighton. Mm. Um, so, but you know, we have to somehow do this. So I was chatting to a potential investor or someone that could help with investment and finding investors. And it kind of went a bit tits up. Right, okay. Um, I just, I think mainly because, uh, I think it was my fault because of just how I, how I operate. You know, I kind of operate in a stealth-like mode <laughs> until I need to kind of <laughs> like okay. justify my reasons for doing stuff. Okay, yeah. go um, Which is, isn't really good for investors. <laughs> sure. You know, or business partners. Okay. So, so that kind of fizzled out. Um, I thought, well, the only other way is to kind of go crowdfunding. Yeah. And I, I like, honestly, I really didn't want to do it because I, I did it for a project in Brighton as well mm. and it just absolutely bombed. I really just didn't happen didn't it off the ground. Didn't, yeah, no, not at all. I didn't realise um, that. But, but at, the, at the time, I was just super busy trying to open it and I just couldn't spend the time. And I just thought it would just happen. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it didn't. Seen a few and, success stories and thought, oh, I'll just yeah, do exactly, it and it'll work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I think I'm glad I did that mm. because it made me realise just how much effort you need to put. Like, if you're properly serious about mm. crowdfunding, mm-hmm. You need to put in the legwork. You just, yeah, you, do. you, know, you can see the difference ex- between the two. You of can't yours, expect. You learn from it. You can, yeah, yeah. You can't expect thousands of pounds from people without doing any work for it. Mm. So, know, what was just, the, what was the difference? Do you think between your either your approach or what you said because, and did? Because I spent. Because I think the project for the Checkers Heritage was that this is going to be mine and this uh, like everything came from the heart rather, than, rather than thinking yeah right, yeah, yeah yeah exactly and I saw it and it's like do you know what this is I, I've got two choices here I either go down this route and take this property or I go and get a job and I work for someone else and at that point I didn't want to work for someone else mm-hmm. I, really, I, like, I just didn't want to mm. And I, I think I put it on Instagram. So right, I found this property, and you know what do I do? And obviously, you got ninety nine percent of people, ninety eight percent of people say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it." Like with no, <laughs> yeah. like they just say, "Do it," because because like there's it's no cool. risk on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing to lose. Have, just sipping their wine, like, "Yeah, do it, mate, great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have one percent of people saying, "You shouldn't do it because of this," and then you have the final one percent of people saying, "Here's some advice." Yeah, that's the key. Like mm. that one percent, right. 
and um and so yeah they kind of fed in and you know you, you like things like that you can't get sucked into that 90 you know the the positivity because it's like you can't risk it you know mm. and because everyone's going to be on board with a good idea mm-hmm. you know, regardless yeah. of risk yeah. yeah because it's not they're not Sit invested back and in watch it. you take the risk yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, looking at like like putting aside that ninety eight percent, and then just like looking at the the negative side of stuff. So okay, you got a fair few points, and then actually like that's kind of just bullshit. Um, yeah, you kind of think okay, I think this is a good idea. Yeah. And so yeah, and then it goes into planning and I, like studied. I studied Kickstarter and just mm. yeah, it's like well. I spoke to um, I spoke to Gary Usher, king of, of course. Oh, king of yeah. crowdfunding. So I, I think if you go into the Oxford Dictionary and look at Kickstarter, think, it says like, Gary Usher underneath <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And I think if you're looking to crowdfund, if you don't speak to Gary, then like uh, you're doing it wrong. And uh, I'm not suggesting. <laughs> you and, can tell and even people even, haven't. Or have, and it, yeah. even he says like I'm not. I'm not. You know, an expert in crowdfunding, but he's like there's something he does, and what he does is engages people. Yeah. And he gets on a personal level with people. Uh huh. And I think that's something that I had going into that because it's, I mean, it's literally like not even 10 minutes away from my old stomping grounds mm-hmm. uh, at South Lodge. Mm-hmm. And so we're uh, right back. You've got an authentic and, connection to yeah, the area. Yeah, really, that, and yeah, that, yeah. that shines through, doesn't it? And story. so, you know, a, a lot of people that used to come to the pass that never came to Brighton were like, oh, Matt's back. Yeah, that's cool. And yeah, and and so they kind of buy into it, and then and then they've got a property that's been closed for two years that actually I, I'd never heard of it, and it's like six minutes away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but a lot of people had, and certainly the village, really wanted to kind of get it going again. Yeah, excuse me. So they were right behind it, um, and so all of a sudden, like you've got this momentum. Um, and so you said a bit of research and you know I spoke to Gary and I said what if so you know, the, the most successful time frame is 30 days mm-hmm. I said what like, and it does this thing where it, if you look at a graph of it it like spikes for the first kind of week and then drops Tails off and off. spikes for the, set, for the mm-hmm. last week right I said what if you just cut out the middle two weeks <laughs> and just do it for two, two weeks. weeks and Gary's like I have no idea <laughs> like I've never done it <laughs> at this point anyway yeah. um, that's all I maybe we should do that and I thought oh no that's a bit too risky yeah. but we do 30 days and, and I wanted to raise 100k it's what I re- like ideally needed but I thought if I don't hit 100k then I don't get anything so if I drop it to 60 I'm not suggesting that it would definitely hit it but it's more achievable than 100 like mm-hmm. 40,000 pounds a lot of money Yeah. so I thought yeah, drop it to right. 60 if we can hit 60 then great 60 is better than nothing mm-hmm. and we did so kind of came to and I had these, uh, How, all these all these kind of um, rewards and everything lined up, and you know, Paul knows it. Yeah. What was the, what was like, all honesty, what was the top honesty, award? I copy Paul. I copied Paul. I copied Gary. Because well, they were well, successful. Yeah. Why yeah. would you not? Yeah. Um, what yeah. was like the top level award that for, you were given? For me, it was lunch taster menus was the biggest. Right. Yeah. 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 And it, I think it was like, the same for you. Yeah. Lunch for two people for five courses. I think it was. I think it worked out um, fifty pounds. Mm. Wow. So, um, yeah, like fifty pounds for two people. Like, it's, I'm not suggesting it's not an investment at all, and it's not something people don't think about. But it's something you can commit to and not feel bad about it. And yeah, not that's worry true. about it. Yeah, 
and yeah, lunch lunch tasting for two was just it just and rocketed. It, and it was the best one for us as well because we were never going to be full every lunch. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. know the the evening ones. People want to come on a Saturday. Yeah, that's a harder one, sort of giving away. You're almost giving away free a year later. But mm-hmm. yeah, the lunch ones, it, we, you know, we welcomed them and tried to get them many of them in as possible. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And what we found, yeah, so those people like they actually a lot of them delayed their Kickstarter. So we'll come, we'll come in and we'll pay. And then we'll come back and use our voucher later. Oh, nice! Yeah, so it was really yeah, good. And, nice. and just they, I think I don't know if it's because of the honesty of of the whole project, mm-hmm. and they understood just the balance of you know success or failure. They just like we want you to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it was so nice. It that's was yeah, so nice. That is, yeah, that's a, um, so from some from my point of view, it looks like the pros from Kickstarter is that sort of yeah that story the authentic connection to the area the town the people all that sort of stuff and then the stress is also are we going to get the money and then we've got to go hell for leather to actually set it up I guess on the flip side of that when you're with investors the money's there it, so there's no necessary rush maybe but do you have I think the it a control thing that's the harder thing I think yeah the pressure because you have, I think, with investors, and don't worry, like, I do have a, a small investor within the heritage, uh-huh. um, but they, they're just like, we want you to succeed. Like, we're seeing what you're doing, and we want to help you, just to help you yeah. get, get a step up on your journey. That's it's like, it. like, they're the chairman of the football club, you're the manager. Not That's even that, the... not even that. They were just kind of, like, totally to the side of me, like, we, to- we just want you to succeed. Like, they've wow. been very successful okay. at, like, in, the, in business, and they're just like, you know, we... Like they came to the past, they came to Brighton. They, they've eaten everywhere. They kind of like stalked me, mm. um, <laughs> and but they just like, we, like we love what you do, and the the fact that you've got the balls to go and do this for yourself. Uh-huh. We just want to help and just give you a little bit of a stable platform to to get it going, mm-hmm. and that's it. That that you know, and uh, mm. but it, like it, it helps, and, and I can back because they are successful. So I can if I am having a few difficulties, like help me out. Like this is what this is what's going on this is what I'm thinking what do you reckon and so it's, it's a nice little sounding board yeah that's good but like in terms of investors I don't think there's a case all the time but they want to see a return a return, yeah, return. So, is, so much is that the difference between like Pike and Pine because that was a big investment wasn't it when that opened yeah yeah and not so much all my cash yeah um, but it was and then you know and with that you know, we get we had a kind of major loan on it mm. to to for the refurb and the refurb was like insane. Yeah, um, and it looked beautiful. Like, yeah, absolutely it beautiful. Stunning. But then you know, some of the th- my thoughts were like, like, did we need to do that? And did we need to do this? Did we need to spend this much cash? Yeah. But um, self-inflicted pressure that is, isn't it? Yeah, really? and, so, like, and that's and that's you know, you learn those things. I'm glad I did that before I did this because you think, well, that can wait, mm-hmm. that can wait. Yeah. And that can wait. Yeah. And eighty percent of what I want to do can wait because I can't afford <laughs> yeah. to. And I'm not going to bankrupt myself like trying to get it all done. And you know, be in the middle of the countryside, it- and not sure how this is going to go. Yeah, yeah. it's and a bit like that when you buy your own house for the first time, isn't it? It's like you want to go, oh yeah, that room. We want to do that eventually, and then then that. But mm-hmm. you can't do it all straight away. But you go right. That's not a priority. You're going to wait to do that a few years. Yeah. I suppose that's the benefit to having it all to yourself. Yeah. But and with a restaurant as well, you're like, you like you have to you have to be objective and you have to think, 
am I buying that for me or for the guests? Yeah, that's like, a really and good... And if it's for you, it's not always a wise investment if you are tight for yeah. cash. It's like, is it going to improve the guest experience for now and where I'm at now? Or am I doing it for my ego or my vanity and yeah. because it's really cool? I, be, I bet that's, 10 years ago you'd have thought differently though. You know, exactly, you're, working, yeah. you're working in the kitchen and, and you kind of yeah. like, why have I not got this? Why yeah. can I not have this? I want that well, it's not guest facing. Yeah, but we're serving the guests. And now it's like... Matt, can I? Can we get this? It's like, Whoa. Yeah, yeah, but like, you know, if we get, if we spent like five hundred pounds a plants, like this area would look so amazing. Yeah, as opposed, you know, and it, and it is a lot. I've turned into that person. I try not to. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. But you know, you have to. You like, you do have to have get a balance. And I don't let, I don't let the kitchen or any any of the staff or any back of house areas kind of go without because it's so important to be able to move forwards. Mm. However, if you've just got an amount of money, it's like, well. We need to be sensible about where it goes. Uh-huh, so of course. Exactly. Well, lastly, yeah. on this topic, when it comes to investors, it might not be necessarily people that you've worked with or for, but maybe with other chefs you know. Is it ever a case where maybe investors or even owners, they get a bit too controlling in an industry they don't know? They could be successful business, uh, business owners and they've got involved in a restaurant and they suddenly go, right, yeah, the menu. Oh, can we look at changing this? And you're like, hang on, I'm the chef. Yeah, that must happen. I, I've well, just, I've just had a very good friend of mine go through that. Oh, really? I'm not really? going to go into details. I won't do that. Fine, but tell me very later, good. Let's write it down. But, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, a very good friend of mine has gone through that, and um, and yeah, just over the last few months, and oh, you know, really? obviously, I think the last few months have really shown people's true colours, mm. um, and he was a victim of that. Mm. Yeah, um, but it's so, the, it's so difficult because it sounds on paper like a chef should just go, but I'm the chef, mate. No, but then when they're the owner and investor and they're paying you, there's a part of your mind that wants to compromise to keep everyone happy and keep your job and all those sorts of things. So it's a yeah. horrible position to be. Yeah, it's in. difficult. Yeah, it's and you've, that's why you've, you've got to have agreements up front. And I mean, sometimes yeah. they they can not their owner, they can just change their mind. But yeah. you've just got to get into bed yeah. with the right but I think, investor I think, if you are going that way. Yeah, which is hard. but I think yeah. if you're if you're keen and eager and enthusiastic and, and you've got your own goal and your goal is to be able to run your own restaurant and then you get sold this dream of hey you, you can have a percentage of the restaurant in a year's time and you can do this this and mm. this like you get sucked into that it sounds too good to and do it generally yeah, is. yeah yeah but you don't realise that when you're mm. when you're kind of a bit blinkered yeah yeah. and it's only like we can sit here and say no you should have an agreement for that don't sign that because because we've been through it, yeah, you know, and we can see and so actually, mm. you know, you've been sold like this this false reality. Uh-huh. Um, but you can see what happens, and then you know, but like investors and business owners take advantage of people, and that's uh-huh. how they make money for themselves or better themselves. It's yeah, so tricky. Yeah, did yeah. you give him good advice did you say just get out mate do a, do a kickstarter <laughs> no 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 like yeah I didn't tell him to get out that was all kind of taken care of and yeah. like but by by that owner and it's subsequently kind of changed direction and uh, it's definitely not as good so, mm-hmm. but, I'm wondering who it is now do I know <laughs> Um, you know of him? Oh, okay, oh, you know. Oh no, you, you would know him. You would know oh, okay. him actually. Have they but been on I'm, the podcast? <laughs> I, I can't. I, I can't no, take because it's just not. Don't worry, we're not going to do that. I'd love to. I'd love to for yeah, for no, certain sure. reasons. But um, <laughs> what? Um, okay, well, one last question on this actually. Um, if because I know we've we've got loads of people who work in the industry that have been listening to the podcast, you know, during the day when they're prepping and stuff like that, and maybe they've sat peeling potatoes, going, do you know what? Oh, can I do it by myself? 
if they had been thinking about crowdfunding, what's like the number one piece of advice you'd say to them? Just, like? just be absolutely true and honest. That was what got us through. Is it was we had a story. It, didn't, it wasn't manipulated. We didn't aim it like that. We had a story, and every one of Gary's has got a story. Like like you say, it relates to people, and it's authentic. So for me and for you, it was like, kind of, this is all or nothing. This is going to happen or not. Yeah, you, you yeah. Know, this is going to happen if we're sliding doors moment. It's not yeah. going to. And yeah. I think the difference with with your first one was the fact the restaurant was open in any way, and it was for an extra part, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah, there wasn't yeah. that. Yeah, it was like this restaurant was looking beautiful. It was going to open, so there wasn't that sort of that knife edge of will this or won't, won't this? Yeah, but that, that makes such a massive difference to and be th- true, think, honest. And yeah, I think with um, with Brighton, it was just. Like your heart's not in it. There's a reason why we did it. It's because we needed cash. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that, that, Which, that was literally it. Yeah. It's like, well, well, we can't do that area because we don't have money. Well, let's crowdfund it. Right, mm. Matt, you jump on that because you got a profile. Mm. Um, yeah, okay, let's do that because you know it, it looks easy. You know, yeah. Gary Asher just absolutely coined it. Yeah, you know, by doing a video and putting it on a on a website. Yeah, yeah. that is so and then, fascinating. And so, like, I've done it twice now, and so I did that first one, and we we bombed. I think we did like 15k, mm. and we wanted to raise 50. And so that was like your heart, wasn't it? We we got um, a videographer in, and we did this video. We spent two days doing this kind of video, and and everything scripted everything. <clears throat> and with heritage, it was like I because I didn't really have access to the place either. It was tricky. Um, so I got I was doing the project, and I wasn't even going to do a video because I was watching a lot. I was just going to do a chat to camera, you know, just kind of on the laptop and mm, chat to camera. Yeah. So I did that. Watched back. I thought, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> this is awful. Um, so I so I rang the, the same guy that did did our video for Brighton. Yeah. I said, uh, right, we I need a video, and I need it like asap. When are you free? So I've, I'm actually got kind of got a few days off. Like, yeah. What do you need? So I need I need just a, so we do a kind of like a, ch- a chat to camera, do a little tour, and that's kind of it really. Um, Okay, right. So we, we booked. We, I think we had like two, a two-hour time slot mm-hmm. at the property, mm-hmm. and it's like, right, Matt. What do you chat, want to chat about? Have you got anything scribbled? So I literally just kind of scribbled out bullet points. Yeah. And so right, we need to cover this, 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 and this. What I want you to do is ask me the question. I'll just fire an answer, and that will do. Like we just one take on mm. each of the things because we haven't got time for this. We need to get around the property. And we need to show kind of like each area what it is, what we're going to do move on to the next one yeah um, and so that's what we did and then we stood in the garden um, I said you know I've got I had this vision last night of what we should do out here and he said before you get onto that I was like yeah, I've got a new toy I was like oh, it's not a drone is it because that would be amazing he's like yeah it's a drone no, right, yeah. I was like shut up and uh, and it's, I was like, well, this is what I was thinking because you can't get a scale of like you can't get a, a visual scale of what how big the place is yeah. without like stepping away from it. And the yeah. only way to do that is with a drone. So yeah, we did like busted up this drone. Wow, that's right, awesome. And that's that's the beginning of it. It's like kind of like, I'm Matt Gillen, This is my project, World Heritage. Wow, and that's the drone so cool. Goes up and then you see just how big it is. Yeah, that's and amazing. Like, and it's just and yeah, we literally just did everything, every chat in one take because it was just. 
from from the heart yeah. you know it was, it was like it was passion it was, yeah. and that's what and it is and you, you can talk so freely when you you are passionate about something yeah because exactly. you don't have and to force a script so yeah. and, and I think that's what made it it was authentic it totally it was, was. So you could see the difference straight away how yeah. telling is it though that the first time when it bombed the objective was to make cash and you didn't the second time the objective was to open your dream restaurant and you got 60k yeah so when the motivation wasn't just the money exactly it was easy similar <laughs> here obviously we did the kickstart we opened the restaurant and then we wanted to do this this cookery school and we you know we talked about it and we didn't have the funds obviously and like people were saying about doing a kickstarter and it was me that didn't want to because the narrative was completely different for me yeah. and I didn't feel I felt like a, I didn't feel like because we were very successful in our first couple of years and um, I just didn't feel like it, it, I could sell it honestly or authentically because right. what people although what, we didn't make was, loads of money people seeing you know you've got you know these reviews you've yeah. got to start etc your business is good it's always busy and then you're asking us for more money and I, I just couldn't bring myself yeah, to do I, it at I all. can some, completely see that yeah. maybe for another property or something we could have done it for, for this it just I just wouldn't I refuse to do it's it it's sort of like the equivalent of saying here's my five bed house we want a, we want an extension will you yeah. give us the money yeah, yeah, yeah. for the extension yeah. like oh I'm not sure <laughs> yeah it, yeah it's that and it just didn't sit well with me and yeah. it because it was we would have been asking for cash not like help our dream let's try and create something special yeah. yeah, so good. I'm great, glad we didn't. Yeah. Great advice, honestly, yeah, from both of you. Yeah, that is. I've, I've got a space. It, yeah, it's, it's a little bit bigger. Than, we've talked about this. We have. Like yeah, the yeah. Garage and yeah, I'm basically, I'm basically copying Paul's business model. <laughs> <laughs> Carry because, on, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With that. yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, there's on. a book coming out next year. Do you want to start, well? start yeah. your own podcast called like <laughs> the I'll Day Cap or something? Yeah. Lunch break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Okay, nice. Eleventies. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Um, be a guest. I'll get, I'll get <laughs> artwork made up for next week. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, another subject, shall we? I think this will be really fascinating for me because we're talking about this with Paul earlier he mentioned that um through getting to know you you both had uh, your first kids at a very similar time yeah, and um pretty much it suddenly made me it. think jesus having a becoming a parent for the first time is a stressful but also really rewarding thing you then are working in this industry with the hours you work and the times of the week you work how does that happen what do you do and i just sort of wanted to have an open sort of discussion about that and about how you guys uh, you know, remember that time and that anticipating having a child, but then working in this industry was that stressful? How did I you... thought I had experienced tiredness before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've yeah. worked whole some new level. pretty hardcore places, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, like that's a different level of tiredness. You, mm. you know, you don't feel that in your muscles; you feel it in your bones. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, How old you got two two kids now? Yeah. So so Isaac's. Um, Seven. Yeah, yeah. So about the same age as Esme. Yeah, pretty much the same time. Yeah, Mm. and uh, and it's busy. And you know, I like I I spent all my time at work. Mm. Yeah, and it was so. You know, I got a phone call late at night. I said late at night. Yeah, from Kara saying probably need to come home now probably <laughs> okay okay so like you were working a night yeah, so a night when she went into labor uh, well, i can't remember what day it is now she's gonna kill me uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i remember thinking and like all you all the experience you have of labor 
is this panic yeah so I was yeah. like shit guys I've got to go home <laughs> Kara's gone into labour and I'll go 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 oh, so man. I went home can you remember oh, how long home. into service you were was it, but, were you like just in the middle of service like bye I'm no, got like was, what I think it was towards the end okay which, and um, so I bolted home got home so you're right okay what do we need to do and she's just like you yeah, know it's cool I was like, what do you mean it's cool? <laughs> so you mean I can go back and finish so, off desserts? Is that how cool it is? So, but I, couldn't, like, I, just, I just didn't understand, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. And because Kara has two, two children previously as well. So oh, she's right, like, okay. you know, just like she's done it. You know, she knows what to expect. Fine. As much as there's a bit of a, a gap, you know, she, she's kind of been through it before. Okay, well, that's, that, I suppose like, that's helpful for like, you that what, she knew what was going yeah, on, yeah. Um, See, so yeah, I got home. And I just chilled like we're good for the moment okay it's fine so I sat on the sofa I watched I remember I watched Terminator 2 and, <laughs> and I got myself a bag of Doritos and some hummus <laughs> and I sat wow. there See, imagine, like if, you, imagine if your team at the restaurant could see oh he's just left they haven't had a baby and then you I just know, right. you have a Doritos yeah. watching Terminator 2 alright yeah Kara's pacing up and down I was like are you okay do you want a crisp she like, she, <laughs> yeah do you want to like this is a good bit <laughs> and um, I said she's now fine I'm fine I'm fine yeah. and then uh, and then uh, it got to a point where she was like okay we need to go to hospital now Okay, fine. You're like, but but it was just the most bizarre left. thing, you know. It was just like you go into labour and it's like it's this mass panic on movies and TV mm-hmm. shows. And yeah, it wasn't like that. At all. Right. Okay. And I'm not suggesting for any listeners. I'm not suggesting <laughs> that it's, this is the case every time. Sure. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just it's so it's just drawn surreal. out. Isn't and I'll it? never, I'll, I'll never forget that. Like watching Terminator Two eating Doritos and hummus <laughs> while Kara's pacing up and down wow yeah. that's an amazing story <laughs> can you remember the first when, when you had es- Esme what was were you at work what was the can you no, remember um, what was going on no I think it was the Sunday and Rihanna started having con- contractions um, she didn't end up having her until the Thursday wow okay yeah, it was wow. like really drawn out oh, so wow. we were kind of ready for it and I um she was two weeks late nearly anyway so it's like they're anticipating they're it sort of bring it out after yes two yeah, weeks yeah, 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 it yeah, of course. too big um, so it was kind of like guys I'm going to be away so nobody was on holiday everyone was there and I was kind of in and about we bought a house just over the road so it was like right. it was close by everything but just like fully on guard the whole time <laughs> oh, how did you? I think I went in on the Monday and then the Tuesday and then the Wednesday we were back and forth from hospital they checked like no not ready yet go back really so you were going go back home and then go back to hospital go back home and just nothing and then um, yeah she went a water spray I just finally because I had hardly slept for a few days and for some reason she was watching One Born Every Minute like, what the what, are you joking that's a bit close to home they're all chilled out just doing a crossword in hospital and you know just it's just oh this is going to be great <laughs> crossword packed and everything <laughs> that never come out oh of the bag oh my pack. god um, it was about 10 o'clock at night she, I'd just dropped off for about yeah. 10 minutes and the waters broke and uh, I was like oh fuck's sake just fuck's sake yeah, just, oh, fuck what fuck's now sake. yeah, yeah really just got off, so I was like okay and then she didn't end up having Esme until it was like 4.30 in the afternoon the next day so like a really long dramatic mm-hmm. labour and then going into surgery and everything oh mate that's yeah, stressful and then, yeah and then um, I always like was so strict with myself and probably too much as well I like, pushed myself to be really really hands on because I worked so much I was conscious that you know, we lived away from all our friends and family so she was kind of on her own yeah, with a lot of yeah. things so my days off I'd just 
always be trying to do everything in the housework as well to make up for the lack of time there. Sure. And then, you know, I'd go to work, I'd always have a split, even if it was half hour, because we lived over the road. Mm. I'd come back, do everything I could, go back to work, and I'd finish about 11-ish, and I'd be like, right, I'll do the night feeds. I'll do the last feed, I'll do the night feeds, I'll get up, I'll do the early feeds. Oh, wow. You just end up breaking yourself. Did you? Yeah, wow, I'll speak to other chef mates, and they're like, no, I sleep in a separate bedroom. Seriously? Like, yeah. Really? <laughs> I think it's you, tricky, what was your though, isn't it? Because part, that <laughs> next few weeks and few months after yeah I mean like Kara's an absolute trooper do you know what I think mums are mm. and yeah. um, like we can't we can't do what we do with when you have children we can't do what we do without our partners yeah at the time you know of course and and they allow us to do that um, and so the, like you know I think we've like, certainly for me very fortunate about who I'm with mm-hmm. That that was the situation. Sure, um, I'm sure for some it, it's, yeah, it's mu- really tough, like very different, and you know there's a lot more pressure. But <clears throat> in um, in like offices in a lot of jobs, you get like paternity pay and all that. Sort of, what what's it like in I, the I industry? I don't really know what weeks. it's like in the yeah. industry. I, I think it depends on the place and yeah. How yeah. They are. I, I, I took two weeks paternity. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I talked a lot. Yeah, it was fine. I had full team. No one's on holiday. They were fine, and I used to pop my head around and check they're okay. But yeah. no, I just took took the time. I wanted. I didn't want to miss it. Of course, yeah, 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 absolutely the same. Um, I think I went in on Saturday nights just because, like, there's only so much you can do at home. Uh-huh. You know, like, sure. I can't, I can't breastfeed. Yeah. So like, yeah. I tried. Not, but I tried. Yeah, didn't work. so many times. You watched Terminator so, Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so so I went on the Saturday nights because the the guys needed a push, and I uh-huh. said like, "Are you right for me to do that?" Because they're like probably in the shit. Um, so yeah, great. So I've got That's this. nice. So, cool. so then, so, that, but is it, I mean, it is tricky. I, I don't think it's the early stages because actually, there's a lot there's, of just sleeping and eating. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot you can do at all. But um, certainly, as as they get older, and um, yeah, what's that like? You that kind between... of want to be at home more because yeah. they're more interactive and you have more responsibility. And 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 so it's at that point, for me anyway, it's like because um, I was a self lodger at the time anyway, so it was it was a bit easier to find that. I wouldn't say balance, mm-hmm. like, like balance in a normal person's life, balance yeah. certainly in our industry. In your industry, yeah. That I could get away to do what I needed to do at home at a certain time, uh-huh. but also be where I needed to be at work at yeah. that, that yeah. specific time as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, when um, you're, because when you, once you say you get a couple of months in and then yeah, the, as your child starts growing, there are more firsts and there is the walking, the talking. Mm. And was there ever a sense where you were sat at work thinking, I'm missing this? Yeah, you get yeah. that. I, I, I did witness all those first just like just fortunate coincidence yeah yeah and um you know i'd speak to their friends that weren't in the industry like from school and stuff and they'd they'd work nine to five jobs and they'd miss a lot of that stuff because it would be happening then so i was like well i'm too hard on myself not missing that much because generally you know esme after three months she was sleeping seven till seven Mm. it was fucking brilliant so like (laughs) i wasn't missing anything anyway in that way for the first You know, a few years, so I'd get as much daytime as possible with her, and that's good. No, I don't. I don't feel like I missed out on a huge amount. And then when they're when they're a couple of years older, are they and they're starting to be a bit more aware that, say, like evenings, you're not around. Mm. Do, does that ever? Do they ever? I suppose they've never known anything different. But what do they? Have you had interactions with your kids when they're like? Friday and Saturday nights you're not there you're never there like is that a problem do you feel I mean not it's not a specific day thing Mm -hmm. so you know I don't think um 
I think they just get used to it. Yeah. You know, because they, the, like, the kids just adapt very, very quickly. Mm. Um, like, certainly from my point of view, I so, do you know what? I'm, I'm, you know, they go back to school on, like, you know, they're at school from Monday to Friday. I'm at work Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, it's tricky. So yeah. I, I probably feel more guilty about not quality being time. And they say, yeah, oh, it's steady. Why is, you know, over the weekends? Mm. Um, I think it's a little bit different now just because I've had like five months off. Yeah, it's made you know, up for and, it. And, and, you know, and, and so I'm away, I'm away at the moment for work. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I, so I speak to Isaac every day. Like he, he's an absolute daddy's boy. And he's so he, wants he? To, he doesn't even need to talk to me. He just needs to see me like, yeah. on, on a video call or something. That's, That's it. Nice. That's yeah. enough for him. But he was like, daddy, are you home soon? I'm like, yeah, I'll be home in a couple of days. He's like, well... I don't want to give too much weight but he's like you know so what day are you back Friday or Saturday I said well could be either so I hope it's Friday or Saturday oh bless him so, yeah, yeah so and it's not like you feel guilty but you but again you have to kind of do what you need to do like these these things don't come on very often that yeah. way this far away from Special home occasions. for this long yeah yeah um, it, and yeah, so, so kind of, but during this period, like I've missed his first day back at, um, or first day at junior school. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, yeah. and so it was like, oh, that's that's a bummer. But actually, kind of, but I was supposed to be back home like last Saturday, and actually went home on the Friday, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, picked him up from school. So, but he was like totally shocked; he wasn't expecting. Oh, so I love that. That's a great feeling. So, oh, so no, it's yeah, kind of it's yeah. finding that okay. So that's that's not a normal thing like you feel guilty about not being there for the first day but actually you can throw in a little surprise and so it's you know you have your own normal Mm -hmm. and and your own workarounds don't you and you know like this industry like you're not going to have this balance you have to find your own balance and and to normal people it's totally out of balance but actually you know it, it works, works you, itself so, out I'm quite reassured by that actually because I was slightly not worried but I thought like you guys might say it you missed out on a lot of stuff because of the long hours and the times you're working. I think, we do. I think it's quite you reassuring. You miss out on time with them, of course yeah, you do. But yeah. like events and things, it's it's how you prioritise it. You you still make a choice. Like mm. even as like owner of this business, like I could choose to be here more, um, or I could choose to be here. A lot. There's nobody stopping me but me be here. Mm-hmm. Really, unless we're like fully in the shit. Yeah. We're in a position now where I can take that little bit more time, or I sure. can, you know, have dinner with them in the afternoon, or I can take an, an evening off or something. Um, some chefs wouldn't. They'd be so devoted to the restaurant that that's more important. But mm-hmm. your priorities are different, aren't they? And you've got to balance both. Yeah. Because obviously they're both important. Yeah. Of yeah, course, yeah. mate. Yeah. And you just find that kind of key time. You know, it was like Saturday night. You know what, Bob. I'm not putting you to bed on Saturday night because actually, like, it's it, this is what's paying for your school shoes. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. Well, do, you, do, you, um, do you find that they care about what you guys do or show an interest? Nah. Nah, nah I don't give a shit. <laughs> not really. Not interested. Not interested. Sure, I told you before, she, Esme told me voluntarily, I didn't ask her that the dinner lady is a better cooks. <laughs> like, and I was like, okay, like walking home from school one day, she told me, I was like, okay, that's fine. That's and then nice. she kept telling me again, it's like, I get the message. <laughs> You've told me twice now. It's like, but no, but their burgers are so much better. <laughs> You're right. My, wow. Okay. Right. Get said, apron on when we get home. Apron yeah. on. We're going to the kitchen. Isaac said to me, he's like, Teddy, are you as good as Shane the chef? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> wow. He's all right, though. He's got a nice little seaside restaurant show in the yeah, show. He's terrible, isn't it? He is terrible. No, he's yeah. awful. <laughs> I actually, then, when I was doing a little bit of digging, Matt, I figured out that you wrote a kid's book. 
Is this uh, right? Well, I didn't write a kids' book as such. Okay. So for Great Rich Menu, I wrote um, the herders. So when when I did that dish, uh-huh. there was a whole load of story behind it. This is um, the goat dish that got to the yeah, banquet, this is the right? Goat dish that went to the banquet for GBM like five years ago. Um, but I was told like I need to convey that story across, and like I had like zero time to get this done because we were heading into Christmas period, and it was just like mental. So well, how do I get a story across? Story, story, story. How do I get a story? Book. <laughs> <laughs> Don't overthink it, man. You know <laughs> and it was like, book. Love it. Well, yeah, and, then, and then it just went from there. And then, um, yeah, it was like, well, goat, Billy, goat, Billy Goat's Gruff. Okay, we can put a spin on this and actually just, mm. and then, you know, kind of project the, the, the kind of traumatic, not traumatic, but like the, the ridiculousness of taking Billy Goats and actually like culling them uh-huh. straight away and mm. then they go in the bin. And yeah. like, so, I know that sounds like like pretty harsh but that's exactly the reality of what was happening sure yeah, yeah. and so yeah I took that kind of Billy Goat's gruff kind of story and just like tweaked it into this slightly morbid to be honest sure no but it sounds <laughs> and then there's an artist I was following on Instagram and I was like Joe like, do you fancy this so she was a, a children's like that's what illustrator she, like, yeah, yeah. yeah um, illustrator um I said, right, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm thinking. Do you want to do it there? You're up for it. And she's like, yeah, let's do this. And she absolutely nailed it. So, so cool. the story is like, it, it looks pretty kind of innocent. As, like when you see the, the, the kind of illustrations and, you know, the, the um, topography is kind of pretty like young and yeah. you read it and a few people have said I've reread that book and like, actually it's pretty grim isn't it <laughs> <laughs> and so it wasn't necessarily a children's yeah. book but wow. it was did you, pu- it, have you published it, it looks it? like this you, no not really I, I have the rights to the book and okay. I, haven't, I haven't published it as such because it's it's in the back pocket for a rainy day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it belongs to the goat and you know I, I have no intention of doing that oh, because okay. um you know, it's just, it's not something you would, I sure. don't think anyone would buy it. But no, because <laughs> it doesn't mean anything outside of the context of that dish. So Got you, understood. That's still pretty um, cool. Do you have it up in the restaurant at all or anything like that? Yeah, we still, we still just have the goat dish. Like, oh, yeah, two years it, yeah. later. Honestly, really? You're still selling mental. the same goat dish? Yeah. Oh, that's just, cool. So Is it in the same form or have you tweaked it a bit more in that no, time? exactly the same. Oh, mate, exactly that's, exactly I think that's impressive. That's awesome. 10 across the board. Well, I'm going to tweak that. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, Paul Ainsworth dined out on the fairground still now. He's still going with the fairground. Like it, it blows it's my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we, um, so we reopened um, last week and got a goat, and over three services, we sold out like, a whole goat. I was like, that's insane. That's amazing. Like, we're like out. That's and um, I was speaking to some guests, and they were like, the goat. We've been waiting five years for that goat. Because <laughs> I left the past, when I left the past, people had still booked and they were kind of expecting that, but it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So we've been waiting five years for that. I was like, oh, why? I love there. it. I love the fact, but like, it's insane. Like, it blows my mind that people are still thinking about that and yeah. to me like it's, it's just part of my life it's part mm. of me like that was it's a quite a big a big thing for me but it goes back to your but, authentic stories from before like yeah, to you yeah, that's I nothing so. but because people see that it, you've got a genuine connection to this dish and that food they buy into it as but well I'm, five I'm... years <laughs> you, know, you think about how much you've done in the last five years and people still want that fucking goat dish <laughs> well, well then if you take it off then Matt no <laughs> no 
I, I think no I love it like genuinely I, I never get bored of plating I don't get yeah. bored of prepping that goat I don't and it's it's weird we did have a little bit of a break that, um, from when I left the pass and before I opened Heritage mm-hmm. um, but yeah like, it is still mental you need yeah. to think about it it's oh, like, I love that it's awesome yeah it's cool Okay, cool. Let's let's move on to some listener questions, shall we? We did yeah. have some good ones this series so far. We've got some crackers here. Thanks so much for sending them in. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just DM us, send us them, and we'll in, into Yeah, no, that's all right. No, do not worry about that. Um, okay, first question is from Ben Hughes, who asks, what's your death row meal? So easy. Like, is it a question you always get asked as a chef? This is yeah, it? it is. It's a bit yeah. of a stereotypical one. Mine's no offense, Ben, but that's a bit of a stereotypical chef. It's good because it gets me salivated. Go on. Oh, what yeah. is it? What is it? Well, for me, it's just it's like a smorgasbord. The way I like to eat, I like to graze to eat. I like to lay it all on the table. So it's like the best charcuterie, pate, bread, olives, boccarones, oh. um, like cornichons, chutney, pork pie. And Jesus, just, hang on! It's one meal, mate. This is not, this is a picnic. So yeah. like, you know, yeah. this meal takes like five hours. Yeah. So you're <laughs> buying yourself some no, time. I watched yeah. Terminator Two, so I've got two hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I just graze on it for two, three hours. Leave it get it warm and just yeah, just get get down on it. That, wow. That's yeah. like those executions. Like oh. seriously, is he still going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got to drag it out. Mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay, good. Like it. So, what about you? Yeah, no, mine's changed over the years. It always used to be like lasagna. Like just kind of mm. not even like yeah quite quite a like bechamel heavy lasagna quite okay. rare and, you know but made like two days before and yeah uh, and loads of garlic breads mm-hmm. yeah but I think now it's like it's like so cliche but steak and chips like I'm absolutely really? craving steak these days what yeah. cut what yeah, cut yeah, are you yeah. going for how's it cooked depends where you go. yeah well it's your definite meal yeah. you can have it wherever you know what yeah, like, steak. No, like, I like I do like probably go a tomahawk because it's massive it's, yeah, yeah, yeah massive wanna... it's going to take me three days to get through that <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah yeah that's good any sources on the side we talked about this before haven't we like what episode of the film club prompted it oh no it was it was the steak was the, uh, ugly steak delicious wasn't it delicious, yeah so yeah. what's your perfect accompaniment to steak and chips what, so what's I, other sides uh, sides oh, yeah because onion like rings. Onion, onion, onion rings okay but I'm not too sure whether I want like proper onions, like you know, in beer batter and deep fried, or the, like the proper cheap, or oh, the pro- shit yes. ones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> something about sometimes them. shit is but better. I think, isn't yeah. it? I think, like, I think with the steak competent. you need, yeah. yeah, with the steak you need like the sliced onions, and I think with, like the proper kind of rubbish ones you have a scampi, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. What about uh, sauce? Do you have a sauce? sauce yeah, yeah, like peppercorns, my thing. Is and it? I, I, like, I'm not a fan of pepper, to be honest. Like, right. Just outside, I don't use pepper in the kitchen at all. Really. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's very, like, very rare. I do. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, so, so you salt, it. you probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salt, pepper, yeah, in the name. <laughs> but, um, like, it, for me, it's a spice, and so you know, you I, I use it as a spice rather than a seasoning. Um, well, so it's, for me, it's, it doesn't enhance. Yeah, it? but yeah. it just burns. Mm. But when it comes to steak, yeah, absolutely peppercorn sauce. Mm. Nice. But I'm quite like beef dripping kind of sauce in oh god I, that bit of beef fat hollandaise with a steak oh, oh, yeah, yeah. so kind of torn probably oh, both so hungry we should both. have done that question last and then just nip downstairs and see what we got left over in the <laughs> yeah. fridges knock around some of that kind of chicken sauce from the carrot yeah. <laughs> yes yeah yeah man okay next one's from Craig uh, he asks describe the worst service you've ever had oh, oh man oh. there's been so many oh, loads <laughs> Oh God, so many. That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. So I had 
oh, there's so many. Um, it depends on what at what stage in my career mm. like it was. So well, as a, as a head chef in your restaurant, like what's the worst it's got where you've almost like wanted to shut it? When I like I don't know the third service into Heritage, like it was horrendous. So we did um, we did soft launch for a couple of nights and like, I don't know half capacity, and then we started building up and then somehow we kind of got a little bit mixed up on the diary and didn't close out soon enough and so by I don't know service four we had like I don't know 50 people booked and we weren't ready for that at all I had one one guy on holiday already like literally yeah. as we opened the doors there was three of <laughs> oh, us shit. three of us on the hot side of the kitchen and one on pastry and we went down hard <laughs> hard and it was and you know you know when it gets to the point where you you think you're swimming, you think you're swimming and you're paddling and you're paddling mm. and then nothing moves out of the kitchen and it backlogs oh, massively. God. That's yeah. stressing me out. And you just, you know that it's going to take horrible 20 feeling. minutes horrible. to get that next dish out and they've already been waiting 15 minutes. Ugh. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> and, you, and you just panic inside but there's no other way you can't do anything about it yeah. the, the team's brand new like the dishes are new the menu's new the service like everything's new and there's no way about it yeah we had some guests that just probably kicked off and oh. you know and like you have to hold your hands up so yeah, we absolutely got it wrong we got it wrong and we, we we took too many people we weren't ready for it and you know come back and see us and see us when we do it properly yeah and it's horrible because I think like it's, it's certainly one of the worst. I'm sure I've had as bad a services, but because it's my restaurant, and so many people kind of invested into it as well, that yeah, it does hurt, mm-hmm. and and you feel personally responsible for that. You can't. There's nowhere to hide. There is no one you can palm off and oh, it's a receptionist. Oh, it was a sales team. Oh, it was, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's it's on me. You know, there, there isn't. I can't blame anyone. It's my fault. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, oh, and, and it's there, my fault. It? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's my and it's my. Uh, job to sort that out and make sure it doesn't happen and it did happen and yeah. we got it wrong yeah um, hands up yeah. yeah and so I think I think that's my worst like, I've had like, some pretty bad services but I think emotionally that was my worst took it biggest time yeah nice. yeah because I love that feeling when you're not in the shit but you're on the edge of the shit do you it's amazing I've always buzzed off that and you, you, you're smashing it out yeah. but you, you're on the edge a few, a few issues and you're in it but you're just there riding the crest of that shit wave. <laughs> <laughs> what a quote. But it is. It's a, it's a great buzz, isn't it? The old, the old, not the old poo peak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just touch your cloth, but it's not come out. And, and you yeah. survive another day. Like, woo! Buzz yeah. it right. Okay, and you know everything was great. And you it's, didn't wing it. It was just, everything was on point, but you knew the slightest thing, you're, you're fucked. Wow, um, yeah, yeah, okay. But no, the worst service, I, I remember it, it was, it was at Tunnel Mill, and... I'd only been there a couple of months. I had a sous chef who I'd inherited who was shit. Like, absolute waste <laughs> of space. before, you? Yeah, I have, yeah. yeah. I don't think you met him when you were there. He'd gone, I got rid of him. Um, and then... I'd like to have met This him. lad, Gary, who's a good lad. And it was just the three of us. And it was summer, like, beautiful night. And you've seen it there. So you've got, yeah, you've got yeah. the restaurant, you've got the bar, you've got a terrace, and then you've got the garden. And then these, for me, they just weren't eating areas. You ate in the restaurant. And then there were snacks and canapes or bar food downstairs but the general manager we, we didn't really get on especially after this night <laughs> just decided to sit everyone everywhere so we oh had like God. you know you're talking 50 yards away we had tables of eight having taster menu so you'd send their amuse 
and then the restaurant staff two of them we had that night that was it we did 50 people they've gone by the time they've got back to you they're they're clear, ready to clear. Oh, so you've geez. lost everyone. Like pot washer sending food out. Always sending food out. It was pot washer awful. Because <laughs> oh. yeah, she was a waitress, but she was just helping us out on the pot wash that night because we were oh in the weeds. God. I was like, just look, take your hoodie off. Can you take this food out? Because it's not moving. And oh, I was fully in. I was doing pastry pass and helping the guy in sauce and a bit of larder. And I was a mess. It oh, mate. I stressed out. I was not that. proud of that night no. at all. I had, oh. I had a service like that. Um, at South Lodge so it was it was over Christmas I think it was Christmas Day it was something like that oh, what a shit time and to have your worst service <laughs> people are always paying yeah, right. the as well yeah. so we <laughs> yeah I know and so I so I was head chef of the Camellia um, which was so it was before the pass opened oh yeah um, and it was like well, like, we just had it it was an it was a slick machine that one um but we had at that point there was a transition between chefs over in banqueting. I thought, you know, and they wanted to, um, uh, a la, oh, it wasn't quite a la carte, but they wanted to do more restaurant food and all the kind of functional. So rather than doing a buffet, it was more kind of family service and, and mm. everything, or all the function rooms. It was mm-hmm. 12 function rooms. Um, so we had, I don't know how many people, it's like 160 people doing this for this. Oh, it's insane. But sort of, do you know what? I, yeah, fine. We'll mimic the, the restaurant menu, just kind of tone it down a little bit and um, and it was going alright it was going alright Lewis the exact chef popped in and said everything good man yeah it's fine it's fine it's going it's going and then um, food started coming back into the kitchen I was like what's going on here like well and so in the surgery at South Lodge there's no stoves or anything it's literally like two whopping kind of regen ovens Mm. and induction hobs Mm -hmm. and a massive hot plate and um it's like food start coming oh they're saying it's not hot enough okay front right let's get this hot let's get this hot send it out next table comes back in it's not hot enough what okay right get it hot get it out get it out next table comes in it's not hot enough it's like what is going on here <laughs> and uh, like and this amount that like these tables kept coming back coming back it's like oh my god and it turns out that um so when they were taking the food out they were leaving it outside of these rooms but not informing the person like oh. the, the kind of matrix in the room oh. so the food was outside the room God. so then they were just like oh there's food out there so put it down oh this is cold send it back but it was happening all over the place <laughs> and it was like you were talking 160 people coming back into a kitchen where we had like literally no kind of it was it was it's a, a serve free kitchen, kitchen. it was one, just yeah. you know everything's prepped elsewhere it goes in here then it goes out Mm. And so for food to come back oh. in while you're sending food out, it's like, oh my god! And, it was, Merry and I went absolutely mental. Did you? I, like, I'm not one for going mental, but I went ballistic. And the general manager came and I was what's wrong? I fucking went for him as well. Oh, <laughs> and, mate. and I was like, this is absolute bullshit. Shove your Christmas up your ass! Yeah, yeah. And it was just <laughs> insane. And it's poor. Like, and was, um, so the the, the uh, assistant uh, conference banking kind of uh, manager. She, like she's pretty much in tears. Like I said, I don't know. It's her first week or second week. She hadn't been there long Top at all. To start. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like I'm not going to have a go at you because it's not your fault. You shouldn't be responsible for this. But you know, so I can't believe what's going on. And then, yeah. and then you know, Lewis pops in again. And it's like, well, what's going on? So, dude, I, I need hands now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh man, oh, it's I like just, awful, awful. So like totally different. Like it. as bad as kind of like heritage on that that yeah. service, but totally different. It's like, it's, 
Brutal. Like, yeah. It's been loads. Brutal. <laughs> it's been loads. Uh, it stressed me out just hearing these stories because <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Ugh. okay, right, let's move on to some TripAdvisor reviews, shall we? One of my favorite segments. So, this is how the game works. I'm going to give both of our chefs uh, a review. They just have to decide whether it's real or fake, basically. Is it off their restaurant or is it somewhere else? Um, who should we go with first? Let's go with let's go with Matt first. Yeah, why not? Shall we? Yeah. Okay, so Paul, I'm going to read you a review. You have to tell me whether this is a review of Matt's restaurant on TripAdvisor or not. Okay. Simple as that. I have no idea, by the way. Okay. I genuinely don't. don't yeah. I've never looked at our TripAdvisor. Okay. Fine. I believe you. You're a better man than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, here we go. One star review. Ooh. If I was that unhappy in my job, I'd quit, is the title of this <laughs> review. Wow. Ooh, that's yeah. A strong start. The service from the girl serving us was sloppy and poor. I'm guessing she was hungover. <laughs> she literally threw our plates down in front of us and clearly did not want to be there. Food was well done. The only thing that wasn't well done was the service. I asked for more bread and another member of staff kindly offered to bring it over. But five minutes later, she came over to check if we'd had it. But the bundle of joy waitress we had serving the food <laughs> hadn't brought it over yet. She then went away, finally returned with two white rolls that were very stale. She'd obviously taken a shine to me. Not a <laughs> Avoid this place. I so hope that's mine. <laughs> I'm, that... I'm still stuck on it. I hate misuse of the word literally. Like literally. <laughs> literally. Like did she? Happened. She didn't. Just yeah. say she threw on and we know she didn't. <laughs> Don't say literally. Paul, was that a review of Heritage or not? No. No, I don't think it was. No? What do you reckon? Do you... No. Just because of the bread roll. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Do you still do the yeah, white and brown together? Yeah. Like a pass, yeah. Cor- what? Correct. It's well, not. I say just because of the bread roll. Actually, my staff are awesome. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Like, in your head, be like, she yeah. is hungover. Yeah, she is always hungover. Yeah. yeah. I know that. No. And do you know what? Because I don't look at TripAdvisor, but um, like Hannah Majib, she like if something like that had come through, it should be just straight on me. Like Matt, have you seen this? Was she? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't look at before. Maybe. Like waiters and waitresses generally tend to maybe take it a bit more personally because they see a yeah, face to face. They're in but, contact with. But it was, yeah. yeah, it was the bread roll that was giveaway. Yeah, that, that was what gave away for me. <laughs> I, I should have left that out. I should have left that out. Damn it. Okay. Where was it? it oh, it was Toby Carvery near us. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they bothering me? I know. The roof it. Yeah, I know. Right? As I if someone's going, oh, there's a Toby Carvery near. I, I better check TripAdvisor, see how it is. Yeah. I saw one the other day. I think it was like Stonehenge or something. Like, <laughs> TripAdvisor. Why? Yeah. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah, don't go there. It's just full of stones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, I'll give you one now, Matt. This okay. is a review of either another restaurant or of Paul's. One star review. Bit of a theme here with that, isn't there? Yeah. One out of five. Cool. Uh, dinner was a scam. That's the title. Okay. The starters were minuscule. Large plates with a tiny amount of food cowering in the middle. Well, okay, they're starters. But for mains, I had lamb. Sounded appetising. All I'd eaten all day was a small baguette for lunch, so I was hungry. I <laughs> just Okay. It arrived and there were two slithers of raw lamb an inch across and two inches long. You've got a fucking tape measure. Like what? <laughs> this is unbelievable. There was a single green bean. I repeat, one green <laughs> bean. The potato was a smear wiped on the plate, half an inch across, again with the inches, and a couple of inches long. I couldn't eat it. There was nothing to pick up. I ate. 
the bean. <laughs> so to the sweet, basically just strawberries and cream. A large white dish with five half strawberries in a creamy substance. Oh. Uh, five halves, that's two and a half strawberries. <laughs> you get more at Wimbledon. <laughs> How they have the nerve to charge what they do is beyond me. It's a disgrace. Sheer profiteering in the name of fancy cooking. The ingredients for the whole meal can't have cost more than three quid. One green bean does not match that cost. I was angry, hungry, and frustrated after the meal. I've waited until the following morning to write this. As I've calmed down a little now. Doesn't sound like it. No, it doesn't sound like it. Now, was that a review of Paul's Restaurant for someone? It's quite a review, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's very nice. specific. I think it's longer than my CV. Fucking hell. So, um, right. I don't think it's Paul's. Just because I know Paul's style. Mm. So I'm going to say not Paul. Not Paul. What do you reckon? I'll remember it. It's from really? Court. It is from Mallory Court. Yeah, this is from when Paul no, was. At- Why are you serving two and a half strawberries? <laughs> uh, one green bean. <laughs> one green bean. <laughs> the only reason I remember it, when I was at Mallory, I never read it at all. The the manager would always come in, like, oh, we had another trip, if I had another trip. And I never read it. Um, and we always, it was like five, five, four, five, 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 all the time. And then this one comes during graduation when we're really busy and you get a lot of knobhead customers that <laughs> they're going out to celebrate and spend money and be flash. They don't like, really know what they're doing or they don't want to go there. Yeah. They've already been um, Cavery, yeah. The only, the only reason I remember it is because we had like email and meeting after meeting. Did you? And I lost my shit with it because I was like, I've been here for over a year. We've never had a bad review and you've come down on me really hard because of this. So I just need to fuck off. Wow, so your management came down really? on you because of this yeah. review? Yeah, so it just... Just need to, you know, we would never put one green bean on a fucking plate. <laughs> yeah, but and I wouldn't serve raw lamb. Like, but was it that big? <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half inches long, apparently. Right? We didn't serve strawberries and cream. Yeah. Like they've just exaggerated to the next level. So I just told them to fuck off and leave me alone. Nice, basically, yeah. Very and he good. just went on and on and on, and I was like, well, just, just forget it. You just oh, need nice. to forget it. Seriously, it's, if we had loads, come down on me. But we didn't. Yeah. If there was a lot of bean content online, you'd be like, yeah. Nah. It's, it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's it a funny thing, TripAdvisor. <sighs> it's oh, a world unto yeah. its own, I tell you. Okay, lovely stuff. Let's move on to boiling point, shall we? Um, this is where our chefs tell of the real heat of the kitchen. I want to know any stories of when you've lost your shit on someone or they've lost their shit on you. Who wants to go first? Go on, then. I'll go first. Oh, this like, never happens. Go on. Uh, it's not so, but it's funny, like, it's, it's quite a weird one. And so, we like weird. We, had, we do, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tommy got so his cock out last week. <laughs> <laughs> not here. It's no, no, sorry. Not here. <laughs> in his story. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. sorry. Um, <laughs> so, it was at, uh, so it was at Southwatch and we were with we this big mission to get hours down for people. And so that was the mission, get hours down. Still keep the same standard of everything, and just, but just get everyone more organised. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Like, I felt guilty about leaving the kitchen if everyone else was staying. So we mm-hmm. get to a point where it's like, right, okay, on Thursday, we are all getting out of the kitchen. That's it because I need to get out of the kitchen. So I don't want to go and leave the kitchen. You will still be here. So I, mm-hmm. I don't want to take the piss. And then it got to the afternoon. I thought, right, everyone out. And uh, there, was, there was one kind of, I don't know what it was, CDP, like Demi, Demi Chef's Party maybe. Okay. He said, no, I'm not ready. So no, you have to go. Like, I've, I've given you, like, last week I said, this is the plan. We're all going now. now. And then wow. I ended up losing my shit because he wouldn't leave the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> that is and, weird. Well, yeah, I know. I was like, get out of the kitchen. 
get go like you can't be here you cannot be here that's like it's on the road to like get out now because you there is no need we've got like five people for lunch and eight people for dinner there's no need for you to be here yeah and then, uh, yeah, probably kind of lost it because he wouldn't get out of the kitchen. So <laughs> I got weird. back. Yeah. I got back from my split and um, there's a note from reception saying, oh, this is from the chef. And so it's a double note. So I'm not coming back. Like, that's it. I'm gone. And you told me to go home. I'm not coming back. Um, I'm not going to be spoken to about it. I got... What? Like, I literally wanted you to go on a split. Like, yeah. I wanted you to take some time off. <laughs> oh I gave you plenty God. of alcohol. Making you stand, and it was yeah. just like... And but now he's left a, forever. It was bizarre. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff, but that was like one of the that things... That is like, so like, weird. Losing my shit for the right reasons. Yeah. yeah. Almost yeah. like <laughs> cruel to be kind. Like, yeah. to help yeah. him out. Yeah. And, you, what? and he was genuinely caught and never came back. Never came back. What the I'm hell? not going to be spoken to like that. I shouldn't be treated like that. Like, I should uh, be made to work like that. Yeah. I should be made to work 18 hours a day. Oh my God. That is so unusual. Sorry, mate. but um, <laughs> That is so weird. Love it. Great one. Paul, what have you got for us? <clears throat> so my first ever job, um, place called Hague's Hotel in Borsal Common. Um, just me and the head chef there. And um, we, had a, we had a housekeeper and she was... Her name is Alison. She was so highly strong, and we just wind her up all the time. Right. Like brilliant, all day, every day. Just wind <laughs> yeah. up. And she would normally end up hitting us. And we used to have, um, <laughs> we used to get this. Um, I think it's pronounced morcilla black pudding, Spanish black pudding. That's amazing stuff. And like it's like a little sausage, like peel the skin off. It looks like a turd. Right, okay. <laughs> the, the texture sounds lovely, and it's got yeah, ooh, little selling it to us. Yeah. In it, so it's very authentic. Oh wow, sounds yeah. exactly like a poo. Yeah, it's <laughs> lovely. And I'd always used to comment how it looked like it, and we did all sorts of dishes with it. And so we've got to wind. Alison always got to put in bed or something. Yeah, because she always used to moan about customers, proper clean freak, about how like oh dirty bastard, and he's done this, he's left Johnny's ear or his like porno's ear, and she was would always kick off about it. Yeah. And then the head chef, Paul, he was like, no, we'll do better than that. Come with me. So we went to the bedroom. <laughs> she hadn't cleaned yet. We put it in the bath. A little bit of water so you got some misty water. <laughs> oh, God. And we've let this get better. So we just left it. Anyway, we've kind of like carried on with the day. You just hear, the dirty bastard. <laughs> Hester Allen, the owner's called them in. Look what he's done. He's left that in there. I'm not cleaning this room. Me and Paul go in. <laughs> Paul picks it up and takes a bite. <laughs> <laughs> She's got freaking out. No, no, I'm like, I'm dying. And she just starts slapping the pair of us because I'm like, oh, it's black. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah, Best so prank good. ever. Yeah, mate, it's so simple, but it's, that is absolutely genius. Oh, no, yeah. Bless her. Do you, do you, did, was she still there when you left? Do you know what happened to her? Um, oh, I couldn't tell you. I mean, that's like 20 years yeah, ago now. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. mate, that is a joy. I absolutely love that. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, right, before we finish up here, cooking uh, hacks and myths. We've had some really cool ones this series. So have you gents got anything that you can pass on to our esteemed home cooks to help them out in the kitchen or dispel a myth that you think is a load of... Yeah. Got one. I've got a photo to show you actually. Oh, have you? Yeah, great. Find it. Lovely. Yeah. So, um, if you're using like romaine lettuce at home or something, like say mm. whatever you use, if you shred it all the way, you take it down to the root. You mm-hmm. just get rid of the root, don't you? Yeah. But then, yeah. So you compost. Keep that root. Um, right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Get a glass of water or like, a glass or a plastic like see-through 
container, put some cling film in the bottom and then put some water in it, put the root in there, leave it on your windowsill, it'll grow new lettuce. That's mental. Yeah, and it's mega. The lettuce is stunning. It's really delicate, the comes from it as well. Really? It'll take a week or two. Wow. Just change the water a few times. Will that happen in the winter even, if you keep it in the windowsill? Uh, probably be a bit yeah, longer. A bit. You need the okay. sun. Yeah, of course. For, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But um, yeah, and the, the lettuce is like, it's, it's stunning as well. So next time I go into the Tesco and buy like a lettuce for a pound, I'll be like, joke's on you because this is two for one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What is it? Went, uh, it only worked once. Can you do it again? Can you um, keep doing I it? I think your tank can do it again, but that's it there. That's all the How that weird is that? Look at that. Did you post that on Insta? Oh, did you years years ago. Ago. That's like four years ago. That was wow. Yeah. But I did post it. That is so yeah. cool. Need to try that. We'll post that as well so people can see that. That's mental. I can't believe it does that. It yeah, looks weird because it grows from the inside out, so the outside still cuts. So yeah, it looks very weird. Cut around the outside, yeah. Love it, nice one. Have you got oh, anything you can share? Yeah, mine's so much better than that. Oh, is it? Is it? Is oh, it? Go no, on. it's not. I've got two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got two? So, go on, no. Go. So what have I got? So like, I posted something on Instagram, <laughs> and Paul's like, "Save that for the podcast." Oh, this is like, okay. It's good so this is. Um, I'm going to do two. So one is Great. like, you know, it's proper kind of. I'll just get into it. So, for all the like home connoisseurs, like for food. Once you've purchased your pot noodle, right, <laughs> okay. um, fill your fill your water to more than what it says. Over yeah, the line, so over go the over line. the line. Go over the line, be brave. Yeah, and then once give it a couple of minutes, put the lid back on the pot. Right? Ooh, yeah, just because it steams. Can it I ask? Do you stir at that point? No, 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 no. Just don't, don't the rush the process. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so put the this lid back on it. it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and it keeps the moisture in there. And actually, the noodles swell up more. All right, and then add about a teaspoon and a half gravy. Gravy granules, right? Right, okay. A pinch of salt, stir it in, and then add a touch more water, and you get just <laughs> this. Wow. This is thick and so ridiculous. No. I, I am <laughs> but, but you get more noodle and more liquid. Yeah. Um, but it just, the liquid sticks to the noodles. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's not just, watery. and it just feels more filling. Yeah. I'm nice. Like anyway, one more sensible one. No, that's good. I like <laughs> that. I like that. That's, that's really like good. A chef snack at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. And it works for, it works for all of the flavors. Oh, like, just, yeah, not just one. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah just, <laughs> this just, is all pot noodles. Just done the full research. Yeah. Just, just your uh, flavoured gravy granules. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, nice. Like it. What's um, wrong? But no, when, um, when I was in Australia, uh, it's I worked on, in this um, grill pizzeria in Cairns, and so I was working on the grill, and this well done steak came on. The chef came over, and like it was on the grill, and he's like, "Right, I know where you've worked, but hear me out." Okay, so he took he took the we use a, the steak I put up for Wildo. So well, we use that for something else that's just going to come on, like just checks firing on. And he took this steak. So right, we'll use this for the Wildo one. Mm-hmm. Put it in the tub, put it in the microwave for like thirty seconds, forty five seconds. Yeah, took it out, put it on the grill, and he did like so. We put two in. He's yeah. like, hear me out, and he's like, you have to try it to believe it. Like, okay. just to see where I'm going with this okay, like, okay fine yeah. you know I'd like you're yeah, the master of the grill yeah. so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so so in the microwave but the, the you understand the science of a microwave it cooks from the inside out of course yeah and so by doing that it retains all the moisture so you throw it on the grill for the grilled flavour but actually you've got a really moist steak so if you eat your steak well done 
pop it in the microwave for like 30 seconds, 45 seconds to start their cooking from the inside. Got you. And they throw it in the pan and you've still got this moist steak. So you haven't... That is clever. So, yeah. No, so it's it obvious when you say it because, yeah, that's what yeah, microwave and like, does. Honestly, it was you... like, you know, and I'd work in some pretty good restaurants, you know, and <laughs> I saw it, I was like, who's this guy? Who is this guy? Like, Genius, <laughs> yeah. Absolute clown. And then you taste it, it's like, wow, that is the best that's the most amazing piece of well done meat I've ever eaten yeah, yeah. because you still retain the moisture yeah because no. otherwise well done is famously yeah, dry and super shit sleep, super, yeah, that super is dry, really so. good decent love yeah. it put it on the side of a pot noodle yeah. <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> so good okay nice one gents that was good God, we've gone long today that was, I really enjoyed yeah, it, it was so good, good. Yeah. super quick though I know crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks again to Guzborns for providing us with a beautiful nightcap tonight visit Guzborns website guzborns.com to order some of their rarest and hardest to find wines some of them obviously on a limited period at the moment so jump on there now while you've got a bit more time on your hands wherever you are however you're listening thank you so much for downloading continue to send us questions at the nightcap pod on Facebook Twitter Instagram here's to you Matt for a nightcap thanks so much for coming and joining us it's Absolute been a pleasure, pleasure. to no, talk to you. It's been great to be here. So thank you very cheers, much. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Nice one, mate.